Welcome back to LA is our house, everybody. This is episode 140. Coming back after you with some actual Galaxy news. Yes, something happened, mainly because it was mandated that something happened. Um, the uh, the deadline to uh, either pick up or opt out of a uh, option on a player contract. The, the the deadline was yesterday, so we have uh, that covered for you today. We got some other news around MLS. The playoffs are still going. I know our season ended what seems like an eternity ago, but uh, no, MLS is actually still going um, and uh, still not over. And uh, we got about, wow, like a, a whole like novella coming out of South America that we'll touch up oh on. Uh, here to talk to me about that is uh, Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey. And Bobby's MIA. At the moment, uh, we, we we hope that he drops in soon, but he is currently MIA, so I, I am your current host, uh, Louis Barone. David, what's up, man? What, How you doing? What, what's going on? Well, um, I got to say that uh, Saturday was interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we <laughs> all gathered. We all gathered at your at your place to watch a, a, what we were expecting to be a very exciting Copa Libertadores final. Uh, the I don't I don't know which classical they were dubbing this one. I, I don't know if it was a, um, I don't I what, what what did they dub this one, Lewis? Well, it is. It, it always has been the super classical. It's it's you know I mean, it's the one of the biggest rivalries in the entire world. Um, uh, certainly one of the most wait like hostile and fiercest rivalries wait. and. You kind of got a sense of that last were they, Saturday. Were they not sponsored by? Uh, was was the 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 Super Classico not sponsored by something? It wasn't like the Honda Super Classico or like the Super Classico brought to you by Allstate or you know maybe some uh, plexiglass windows. No, this is actually a rivalry, and it has nothing to do with uh, you know uh, scheduling or uh, corporations trying to well, market this. We, this is an actual. We know you it know, has rivalry. We know it has nothing to do with scheduling since this thing has been postponed like five times already. Oh, God. What, what was supposed to be one of the greatest finals in Libertadores history. This has never happened before, by the way. Uh, Boca Juniors and River Plate, one of the oldest and fiercest rivalries, not just in South America, but uh, in the entire world, um, have never played against each other in the final of the Copa Libertadores. And this was supposed to be absolutely on another level like we're talking like world cup level and it has been anything but uh the game has been postponed uh a few times already the first leg was postponed due to uh to weather and yeah, the, torrential the, rain torrent yeah uh the bombonera looked like a swamp uh uh, inside a swimming pool, and uh, they they made the correct decision not to play that day. Uh, it would have been an absolutely terrible game, uh, so they had to delay it one day. That was the correct decision. And then the second leg uh, was supposed to take place last Saturday and was suspended because uh, the Boca Juniors uh, players, the bus that they were riding in, uh, was attacked uh, by the by the River Plate fans, and uh, players were. Uh, were exposed to pepper gas, uh, to pepper spray. They were gagging on it. There, there were uh, injuries, uh, broken glass. Uh, the, the windows of the buses were, were broken, shattered. Uh, reports that the, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but apparently the driver 
actually got hit and passed out, and it was a someone from the Boca Juniors team that actually took the wheel and finished the finished the drive. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that report is. Boca, take uh, the but wheel. that's yeah. Um, so, needless to say, uh, you know the the match uh, again. The correct decision to not play that game was made eventually, and uh, it, it has still yet to be played. I think it was what five and, hours between when the bus attack happened and when they actually canceled the match. Uh, it was yeah, something like that. Con- like conflicting between reports, four or five hours. Conflicting reports all over the place, and that uh, 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 FIFA president uh, Gianni Infantano was trying to force the the, the teams to play the game. Um, yeah, the, I mean, it was such a clusterfuck. The the common all the common bull doctors that were apparently are. Uh, are also on the uh, Trump administration's uh, weather, you know, uh, climate change committee said like, <laughs> there's no reason that this, you know, that this game isn't going to go through. Uh, they don't see a reason why it shouldn't, you know, ha- happen. Um, I think it wasn't, it wasn't until the river plate uh, administration came in and said, yeah, we shouldn't play this game. And, yeah. and, and cause uh, Boca had been calling for it to be uh to be canceled, you know, from the moment that the bus attack happened. Uh, obviously, we have two of your players that get glass in their eye that, you know, sullies the the competitive nature of the of the match. You know, it, it just it's it's really sad. Like, Luis, you talk about the, the uh, Libertadores um, all the time as being a very prestigious uh, competition in South America. Um, MLS, you know, you want MLS teams, obviously, uh, as we all do want them to compete in a tournament like this. And, and um, one of the things that you've mentioned a lot in the past to me is that this tournament doesn't get the same respect that the Champions League gets, even though it should probably have that same respect. But then you have something like this happen, and you you it's hard to really argue. Like, it doesn't help the case for, for, for making it a more respectable tournament. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that it's not a highly competitive tournament and it, it's an important tournament. For sure, but like you have stuff like this, and and it just goes to show you what a difference in culture there is uh, in South America compared to a lot of the the world. Well, I mean, ugh, there's so many points that I can I can say to that, and one of the things that I did want to talk about this tournament uh, because it does. Um, relate to MLS, especially with the rumors that uh, that MLS may soon very well join this tournament. Um, but one of the things that I want to talk about in this particular episode, assuming that the game would have gone on without incident, assuming that a champion would have been crowned by now, um, the, the main point that I was going to say is that nobody in the United States was talking about this tournament up until this year. At least not in the manner in which we saw leading up to this game. Because Twitter was all over this game. In the three years that we've been doing this podcast, I have never seen our timeline blown up. Uh, or at least not blown up, but at least talked to, I mean, referring to to this tournament as much as this particular one. And there's a reason for that. It is because of the two teams that were participating in the final, the rivalry and the history behind it. And all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it. The whole point of it is, is that it's marketing. It was marketed. It was put out there and people bought into it. 
people ate it up, which is what exactly which is exactly what the Champions League is. I mean, when, when when soccer was new to this country, nobody had any idea about the Champions League. It was fed to you. These are where the best players play. These are the teams that are uh, competing uh, for best you know team in the world, and you ate it up. There's a reason why you're a Barcelona fan. There's a reason why you're a Madrid fan. There's a reason why you're a Manchester fan or a Bayern fan or a Juventus fan. It's not because you made the choice. The media made the choice for you. I know you think you made the choice, but you didn't. Yeah, but the you... The media... Well, okay. Yes, okay, but, but you is, also... No, no, no. But you also can't discount that those are where the best players in the world are, Lewis. Yes. No, no, no. But, but it is a... But that's exactly why it's marketed that way. Because it is valuable it is just saying hey you want to see the best players in the world this is it right here and it yes it may be true the whole point is is that the marketing campaign is there so people eat it up now if you put that same effort into this tournament people will eat it up just look at it it is billed as dude this is the greatest rivalry in south america there is so much bad blood this is the first time they're playing this in the final and guess what there's interest and that was going to be my point unfortunately now the people who were tuning into this tournament for the first time, that's what they saw. Yeah. That's what they saw. That is so unfortunate. So unfortunate. Now, it, it doesn't it doesn't excuse the fact that there are major problems uh, when it does come to quote unquote fandom in some of these countries. Uh, I mean, th- th- uh, there's so many sociological points that you can make uh, from the um, narco related, you know, uh, uh, you know, ultras, right? Well, the, that, the, that, that that plague. I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes into like what you saw, and what had happened. The the Butter Bravas, are... the Butter Bravas down there, like they basically are like the mafia, um, right? And they and they run those they run those portions of of the city. You know, it's it's um, I don't I, uh, I, I and now we're gonna get whacked. <laughs> well, it's okay. You know when. It, we only have to deal with the Miami ones, you know, when they come over to this side, like, you know, they're, they're, they're partying and stuff. It's, it's too much for them. Um, but honestly, like, you know, you, you talk about how the media feeds you these uh, things and because they're marketable. Well, they're marketable because they don't do shit like this. I mean, like today there was some there, today. There was, today there was some stuff going on in uh, in Champions League play where um I, f- I forget where it is, where it was, but one of the, the opposing fans threw um, a flare into the stands and, and caused some uh, some people to get hurt. But those aren't from the big clubs. You know, th- these aren't the two prestigious clubs in the in the tournament like Boca and River were uh, in the Libertadores. Um, so, you know, there's a reason why it's marketable. It's not just the media going here, here, here. It's 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 really easy for the media to go, Oh, these are marketable teams. It's easy for us to do this. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not just like being force fed. There's, there's a, there's a, a, a not in the way that you framed it at least anyway, but that there are, but there are ways to get around that. I mean, if you don't want to show a certain side of something, you won't show a certain it's, side. Of something. It's hard I mean, to we, ignore we, that. It's hard to ignore what happened on Saturday though, Lewis. It's well, no, no, really no, no. hard I mean, to ignore the, that. Because that was front and center, and it should have been front and center, and 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 it should be more than just that. I mean, obviously, like I said, there there there's deep rooted problems when it comes to the quote unquote fandom 
uh, of South America. So, I mean, that's not something that I'm going to excuse. That's not something that I'm condoning either. Uh, Granted that the passion is there, but that's not the way you show it. And you, when something like that is front and center, especially on a final, I mean, if something like this happened uh, in say like the world cup final, it's also going to be front and center. It's not, that's not something that can be ignored, but there are other ugly aspects of European soccer, including the racism that definitely plagues European soccer, but you don't hear it as much. You'll uh, hear it every talked, so that often. That gets talked about. I think, I think it that there's, a, there's about, a spotlight but not at this level. That. Not at this level though. And like I said, obviously it's a final. Obviously there's going to be a lot of coverage. Obviously, you know, when the game is canceled, you got to report as to why it's being canceled or why it's being delayed or whatnot. I mean, that, that's obviously newsworthy. Uh, I, I remember uh, Borussia Dortmund's uh, bus was attacked, uh, was it last year or two years ago? Um, and then uh, I, I think going into the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and uh, they were attacked. It wasn't as uh, as bad, but, you know, the bus was attacked. They played. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't have played, and they lost that match. Obviously, they were rattled. I mean, uh, uh, you know, so, I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, Whether but it's, it it's systemic that... in, in South America. Like, this happened This happened during a it league does. game in 2015. Uh, I remember being at your house, actually, and watching. Maybe that's the, the common denominator. I can't go watch these games at your house uh, because I remember being at your house and watching <laughs> – uh, Boca hosting River at La Bombonera and uh, during halftime the players are coming out into this inflatable yeah. tunnel because La Bombonera has underground uh, locker rooms and so they have to come out and they like just pop out of a hole in the in the, uh, in the grass um, so they put up these inflatable tunnels and one of the Boca uh, a group of Boca fans I think um, dropped like yeah. Was it- pepper gas or tears, uh, uh, yeah. tear gas or something yeah. inside the tunnel um, they played yeah, that game, that. though. They finished that game. Yeah, they did finish that game, and then, but I think they were disqualified after. So, um, but yeah, it, it's it's not something that I'm going to shy away from. It, it is an unfortunate, um, it's an unfortunate norm that shouldn't happen. But um, people really confuse uh, that type of behavior with true fandom, and it's it's not true. It's just it's just hooliganism. It's just criminal. And, um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate that a lot of people that could have been tuning into this tournament for the very first time, that's what they were exposed to. And they have yet to see the beauty of the South American game and that tournament because that's always going to – that is the literal – the first impression that you got. And there's no way that you're ever going to see anything but that. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. And now all of a sudden it, it could very well be that MLS may or may not be, be having second thoughts. And even the people who, um, you know, are, are learning about this tournament and the possibility of an MLS side being in there may say, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. It's, you it's, know, it's, and certainly, it's, it's sad. It's certainly an easy out for MLS. Like MLS has an easy out now. And I think there was reports uh, for a while that uh, some MLFs officials were there, if not Darn Garber was himself was there, uh, which turned yeah, that, out to, those to not be false. true. Yeah, it turned out, turned out yeah. to not be true. But um, let, let's turn it back uh, stateside real quick. And, and before we get into the, the more Galaxy stuff, I want to talk about the MLS Cup playoffs real quick. Um, Atlanta is uh, leading the Red Bulls 3-0. And um, in in the first leg of their, their playoff series, um the Red Bulls got absolutely trounced um, on what was that Sunday? 
Sunday. On Sunday. Um, I don't know what the hell happened to the Red Bulls. I mean, uh, I, I think for, for me, I'm not surprised at the result. Uh, I'm not surprised that Atlanta won. I am surprised in the manner in which they did it yeah. because I thought New York would put up a little bit more of a fight. I thought that psychologically that uh, New York had an edge um, as far as, look, Atlanta has never beaten us. They have that monkey on their back. Let's go ahead and keep it on there. And Atlanta usually struggles with teams that you know um, use a high press. Yeah. Well, New York did everything in their power to make sure that everything that worked for them the entire season – Throw it out the window and let's go ahead and get a new game plan. Up. Yeah, that was that um, was the weird thing. I was gonna bring that up. This is like that seems like something that the Red Bulls have done in the past. Like Jesse Marsh did this last year in the playoffs, where he changed the way that they play for this for for a playoff game, and they ended up getting eliminated. Um, I believe this is what happened in uh, this. Is what what I forget what team it is. I I know this happened in the World Cup too, where like you had a a way. They had a way of playing, and then they got to a big opponent, and then they just completely changed their game plan. And Colombia, uh, yeah, maybe it was Colombia <laughs> when they played Brazil. Yep, uh, they completely and... collapsed. Um, and when they played England, right this and year, yeah. Um, yeah, that was god damn it, that was this year. Um, that seems like so long ago, right? Um, no, I mean, it, it, but he, he, I don't know what it, I mean, I understand, I mean, I'm, I don't fully understand. Obviously I've never played at a professional level to know firsthand what this means, but I mean, I, I've been told that coaching in the, and, and this goes true for, um, any sport that coaching and winning in the regular season is completely different than being in the playoffs. Now, um, personally, I can't understand why that is. If you continue what you're doing that, you know, this is the formula that made you so successful. Why, why in the world would you continue to like, why would you change that up because a new season started? Well, you know, it, 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 for me, that personally doesn't make sense. And we saw it even in the world series this year where the micromanaging is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like there's stuff yeah. that you would not be doing in the, in the regular season, but you would do it in the postseason. You're actually screwing yourself. Uh, because you're just completely overanalyzing the situation where you could just be simplified. And I get it. You're trying not to lose this game, but you're also trying not to lose any game in the regular season. I mean, I, again, it's it's a formula that worked, uh, you know, presumably, and it certainly did for New York. I, I think and it was, they just stepped away yeah, from I it. Think, it. It was just bonehead. I think it was a case of Chris Armis kind of psyching himself out because he was probably going like, okay, this is, you know, again, it's a sing- it's not a single elimination game, but you wanna you wanna play defensively in your first leg uh, when you have the the home field advantage uh, because you're trying to 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 not you know to not get exposed, um, and then and then maybe just like that stubbornness because after the Red Bulls went down, um, they were still in it. Uh, after that first goal, they they did get an equalizer. Uh, it was called back for some weird reason. It turned out that uh, one of the Red Bull players was apparently screening Guzan on the goal. I didn't know. I didn't think that it was a good VAR VAR callback. Um, I thought that it was actually a, a good goal. But I know a lot of the experts have gone in and said like, no, that's a that's a that's that counts as offside. Um, to me, it was the same, and and I think Dave Goss brought this up on on uh, ETR. It was the same as the the 
the play where uh, DeMarcus Beasley scored against Italy in the 2006 World Cup. That would have eliminated them. Uh, but because Brian McBride moved out of the way of the, the trajectory of the ball, it counted as offside. He made a soccer move. Um, in, yeah. in, in this case, I think, I don't know if it was Royer or Mule. Um, he was screening Guzan apparently. And so like they called it back on that. I, I think that's bullshit. I, I, that goal should have stood. Um, but that changes the game. And I think it just, you know, it burst the Red Bulls bubble and, and they just, they didn't know what to do after that. So yeah, they shouldn't have strayed away from their, um, from their, their regular season game plan. But Hey man. That's what the Red Bulls do, dude. They choke. They choke in the playoffs. I mean, th- th- well, uh, I think I even said it leading up to, into that uh, into that series two weeks ago. I go, look, New York is going to Metro. It- it's almost guaranteed, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, obviously, they have one more leg, and they have a chance to do this, and everyone and their mother have a- has already said, you know, Atlanta has a 28-3 lead. Uh, so, uh, you know, is it possible? Yes, it is. It- it's just... I don't know. I, 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 if if we all felt that Atlanta was going to choke, obviously this is your last opportunity, and it would seem like the perfect opportunity to do it because you're up three zero. You're so comfortable, and you know maybe you do put you, you know you get your foot off the gas. Where and New York goes back to the high press, and they go back to you know um, you know just pretty much suffocating Atlanta's offense and just putting them on, on their heels. And all you need to do is score. You know, one to get catch their attention. The second one, all of a sudden, you're really, really nervous. But if the third goal drops, Atlanta's all but done. So I mean, it is possible. I just don't think it's very probable. Um, um, and it looks, I mean, unless, it, it unless does Tata look overthinks like, it, unless Tata overthinks it, we right? Have... Well, that's what I'm saying. If if he decides to just go away from his game plan. Uh, just because he's on the road. That's another thing I've never personally understood. Like, I mean, if you can play in one stadium, you can play in another. But uh, um, but if he decides to go away from what has made him successful, then yeah, then New York can most certainly capitalize. I, I, I personally don't see it. I think Atlanta is headed to uh, their first MLS Cup in season number two, um, if you're asking me. so. Uh, yeah. And then on the other side of things, in the West, uh, Portland and Kansas City, they played to a 0-0 draw. A much less exciting game, uh, although Portland, yeah. although Portland should have been up by like four, um, they they couldn't get one pass, and I think this plays perfectly into Kansas City's um, plans because Kansas City is really good at home, and uh, and they haven't been great on the road, but you know now Portland has to go out and and try and upset Kansas City. I think Kansas City uh, is going to be able to wrap wrap this up. I think they have uh, uh, Rubio coming back in. So they have a little bit more offensive power, and and they're going to have that crowd behind them. Um, yeah, um, I, I um, for me, I think that Kansas City definitely has the advantage in this series. Um, you know, you, you came out of a, an extremely tough you know venue in in Portland, and you know got out unscathed and now you're going back home where yeah you're probably just as invincible as portland was at one point so um you're looking pretty however if portland scores just one goal uh it means you have to win <laughs> you know you, if they score one goal and you're drawing you're out so i mean it, it's not a, as huge 
um, as an advantage as most people would think. Um, they're just naturally assuming that you're not losing at home. But if you're not winning that game and you let Portland score, you're out. So, And I think Portland is very capable of scoring. I think that obviously uh, without having a lead, Portland is going to have to go out and look for that game. So it, it's essentially a, you know, uh, a knockout game. Um, and not just, okay, I have a three-goal lead. I'm just going to sit back and absorb for 90 minutes and hope, you know, uh, and you know, hope to get a goal on a set piece or a counterattack. Uh, Portland actually has to go out and find that game. Um, or they can get, uh, they they can can get well a 1-1 draw. That's what I'm saying. All they have to do is score. And it, it puts Kansas City in, in a tough spot because now they have to win the game. Uh, so, um, or they can just absorb for 90 minutes, get out of there 0-0, zero, yeah, zero, and come out with yet another uh, epic uh, penalty <laughs> shootout that we got a few years ago. So um, if you're neutral, I think that's what you're rooting oh, for. Oh, <laughs> God. No, I want to go to bed that day. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. So what, what, are you, what are you thinking on this one, Lewis? Um, you know what? I, I don't think I'd be surprised. Um. If either team goes, but I, I, I still say Kansas City. But I, yeah, I think uh, I think Kansas City versus either Atlanta or, or the Red Bulls is a better matchup uh, in terms right. of MLS Cup. Uh, I think Portland against either one of those teams doesn't stand a chance. Um, I, honestly, I think I, I mean I think I said this going into the playoffs that there's nobody in the West that can compete against either New York or Atlanta. And it was either one of theirs to lose as long as one of those two don't stumble. Um, as long as they get to that championship game that they're going to host and they're going to win. Um, I don't see Kansas City doing too much down in Atlanta. Um, I, I think this is now Atlanta's title to lose. Yeah. I, I, I don't see how – I don't see anybody beating Atlanta at this point. It's just they, they are insanely good. Mm. And uh, I mean, the, the 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 thing is, is that if you're an MLS fan, and you know, I know a lot of people might disagree with this because you know it's not the Galaxy, but you know, if you're an MLS fan, you're hoping that at some point an MLS team can win the Champions League, and everyone's okay. When does Atlanta get in that Champions League so they have a legitimate chance? Well, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be uh, next year or the uh, or whenever it is that they qualify, and. The thing is, is that that, that team is not going to look anything like yeah. this team. Uh, they, they lost their coach. Uh, chances are they're losing Almiron. Chances are they're losing um, possibly uh, Joseph Martinez. Uh, so it, it's going to have a different look and a different uh, style. Um, but I, I think I think they're going to be okay. Uh, they, they are a well-put-together team. They, are, they have a philosophy. They have a brand. They have everything in place. They're doing everything correctly. They um, they have arguably the best scouting network in the entire league. They are well ahead of the game, unlike the Galaxy, <laughs> who are anything but. See, I'm getting good at this uh, this segue this here. Transitioning, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, this is literally the first time I did that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Galaxy who are the, the exact opposite. They they are still kind of scrambling. Um, and looking for leadership, literally looking well, for leadership here. But, are, but um, do we know they're scrambling? I mean, they could just be not doing anything. Well, 
they, they like we said, they, I mean, they got a lot. They've already they've already made player decisions with somebody who is not <laughs> the person that is going to be in charge of, of player right. player and, decisions. And so, like, yeah. Yeah, so before we get to those player decisions, that's actually like a, a huge talking point that we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, how, you know, it seemed like Chris Klein is pretty much throwing in the white flag, saying, you know what, I'm not good at this. I am no longer going to micromanage. I am going to do what what I'm actually supposed to be doing and hire other people to do said job, and I will then judge them on how they do said job, which is what exactly he's supposed to be doing. Um, so he's basically throwing in the white flag saying, I can't do this. And we said that he's taking himself out of this equation as far as the the soccer part of the, the organization. He is taking himself out of the equation. Well, it looks like he's still, you know, the equation because... No GM or, you know, president of soccer ops, whatever, um, has been hired as of now. And they we, we had talked about it two weeks ago that, look, they had 14 days to hire somebody and then make a decision on who you want to keep on this roster. Uh, who's, uh, you know, whose option do you want to, you know, uh, opt in on or opt out of? And uh, this is supposed to be the job of a general manager. And here they are without a general manager. So Chris Klein has to make these decisions. Granted that when you look at the decisions that had to be made uh, before the deadline yesterday, I mean, they were pretty easy. I mean, I think any one of us could have guessed what decisions would have been made. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like it's, it's a huge head scratcher or anything. But the fact that you are making this these decisions, you have to have some sort of plan in place. And if you're doing that, then you are literally taking away the job that the GM would have to come in and do. Right. You've, al- you've already, you've job. already hamstrung the GM in, in, in a way. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's talk about the, the, the players, some of the, some of these uh, things, decisions that got made. Uh, the galaxy exercise options on Sebastian Legette on Daniel Serres, on Bradford Jameson the fourth, and on Justin Vomsteek. Um, so the they all had a club options uh, for additional an additional year. The Galaxy has picked up those contracts at I'm assuming whatever was built into the the rate that was built into the contract, or for the same money that they were on last year. Maybe they get a, a little bit of a bump. Um, the I mean, and for me, like all of those make sense. I, I don't see any problems with uh, any of those um, extensions. Uh, for me, I think. I mean, it, it's I. It's not something that I would get bent out of shape for. I, I would say maybe Jameson might be one that I was a little surprised at, and not something that's like you know mind blowing. But um, the guy we knew that he, you know, was coming off an injury, off a concussion, and I mean, we fear that he may not even play ever again. And uh, once he did come back, he was used here and there. I, I'm kind of surprised that they that they. What I feel is a bit of a gamble, because um, I mean, the next concussion may very well be the last. Well, 
um and um true but and, and yes I, I i know that that can happen to anybody i'm well aware of that but i, I just kind of feel for a guy who isn't starting um a guy who um won't even start as like you know maybe a secondary player that they'll probably find other players before him to get in that position uh for a reserve player or for a guy that we know is going to be a sub at best for the most part i thought that was a little um surprising but it, it's not something that i'm going to criticize for i have no problem i actually like jameson um but i do feel that that one was a little like mm, interesting yeah, well, you, you know i thought you also have to remember that you have an, a new team coming in to mls um you have a lot of player a lot of coaching shuffles happening around mls and a lot of player movement happening around mls uh, in the off season, and it would be a shame to let Bradford go for free because he is a homegrown. So anything that we do sell him for, we get a hundred percent of that money for. So yeah. it makes sense to extend his his to pick up his option, and then maybe they put him on the trade block. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he goes overseas. He I know he wants to go to Germany. Maybe he go. You know, maybe he maybe there's a Wolfsburg connection there. Um, yeah. The, the, the one thing that we have to stress here is that simply that because we picked up the option on a player, and this includes anybody, this includes LeJet, this includes uh, Von Stieg or Steris, uh, it doesn't mean that you are going to see him, them in a Galaxy uniform in 2019. Yep. We can very well uh, sell him, trade him. Um, they could, I, I, I'm assuming they could still be picked up in the expansion draft. Uh, so it is not a guarantee that those players are going to be in the Galaxy uniform next season. And the same for the players that we uh, that we opted out of uh, the contract. There were, I think there were eight players that we uh, just d- declined the option uh-huh. on. And same same thing. It doesn't mean that they are not going to be on the team next season. It just means that they're probably either uh, some very well may be cut. Others may be like, you know what? Uh, we're going to have to renegotiate and we're going to probably want to pay you less. Uh, and that's probably where they're going to go. Or maybe the same, uh, because I'm assuming that the following year they would have a pay bump. So they're just saying, look, we're not going to uh, pay you this much, but we're willing to pay you the same or maybe a little bit less. So it could you could see some of those players in a Galaxy uniform. Um, so uh, just want to yeah put so- that out there before we continue uh, uh, going to your point that yeah uh, because he is a homegrown we can't let yet another player go out for free so yes it, it could very well be that we could be selling Jameson or, or whatnot. Uh, and and speaking of the players uh, who co- whose contract options were declined uh, Servando Carrasco, Baggio Husidic Rolf Felcher which was the surprise for me, Ashley Cole which I think a lot of us weren't very surprised by uh, Shane Williams Ari Lasseter Brian Silvestre and Mikhail Siani. So two things here, uh, maybe three things. Um, the fact that Mikhail Siani showed up on this list was a bit of a head scratcher. And and Josh uh, Guessman and, and um, Kevin Baxter sort of brought this up uh, on on their show on Corner of the Galaxy, where it's it's interesting that he shows up on the declined option list, which means he had an option in his contract. It wasn't just an expired contract or he was out of contract. He, there was actually an option built in. So that means he got 18 months plus one year. So when the news broke out, I was at work 
And uh, as soon as uh, the, the, the Twitterverse uh, announced the, the decisions, uh, you guys, you know, uh, one of you texts a thread and I'm reading it. So obviously the, the first thing that popped in my uh, that kind of popped out was like Felcher Woods declined. Uh, who, uh, option was declined, which that was uh, the the first one that really popped out. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I didn't see that coming." Um, of course, I'm sure that has to do more with money than it is. I don't want you here. I think that's one of those cases where you're probably looking to renegotiate that contract because he's making two hundred and forty thousand, yeah, maybe like two hundred seven, something like that, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and maybe you're saying, "Look." You didn't play all that much. You're injury prone, and you know maybe the next season it went up to you know 320 or something. And we're not prepared to offer that type of money, but we'll get you back, you know, down to what you made this year at 250. So they're you know they're maybe they're saving like a hundred thousand or something in uh, declining that option. Yeah, the, the, uh, so that's the, the torn peck. The torn peck. Um... Tax. Let's call it that. The torn pictorial clause. Yeah. Um, And then it wasn't until a little later on the day when I was, you know, thinking about it. I go, wait a minute. Was Michael Ciani on that list? And when I look back at the text, I was like, Michael Ciani's on this list. Holy shit. Like, it really just, it's so mind-boggling. Pete Pete really was dumber than we thought he was. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't think it was possible, but there it is. There it is. Not only was it not a six-month contract, not only was it not an 18-month contract, you had an option for another year without ever having seen Michael Ciani play ever. I want that man's agent. <laughs> Holy shit. And they brought like, and I mean, they brought his uh, uh, McLaren over. Oh my god, this is—I <laughs> mean—it's so mind-boggling. I'm sure the McLaren probably got some sort of compensation in there too. Um, it's just mind-boggling the way that this organization has been run the past few seasons. And, and the sad thing is that the people who are making these decisions, I mean, obviously we know Vianus is gone, but the people that are making these decisions are still making some of these yeah. decisions. Chris Klein is still in there saying no to this guy, yes to this guy, or no to this guy, or, has a decision to make on this or guy. It's, or it's Kurovsky, or it's Kurt I'm sure that there's a combination of uh, Kurt Schmidt and Kurovsky of uh, Chris Klein. I'm sure maybe even Dan Beckerman has a say in it as far as the financial part I, of it. Saying, I no, think, I don't, I don't want, you know. paying that much attention. I he, think he just gets a spreadsheet from Chris Klein, uh, you know, and signs off on it. Well, I, I'm not saying that he's a big voice. I'm so, I'm sure he's probably making like, hey, do we really need this guy in here? I, I've never seen him play, but that's a lot of money. You know, is he worth it? You know, I mean, it's not something that he has like a big say at the table. I just want to say that maybe it's, just let him know what's going on, and he'll just throw in his two cents to make it look like he's actually doing something. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's still the people who have been making these decisions are continuing to make these decisions, which is actually more the the more frustrating because you would have thought that they would have hired that GM by now. You would have thought that they would have taken themselves out of that that equation, and nope, they're still 
right there smack in the middle yeah. of it. So yeah. essentially what is happening is Chris Klein is still doing a very, very bad job um, at being the decision maker and not being able to hire his president of soccer ops. He can't even relinquish command. He he, he cannot make that decision because he had no one in well, line. And I, the, the, the I, whole, I think he, um, I think he had somebody in line. He just didn't think that he needed a second person, which again is yeah. is a major problem. Um, I want to talk about the elephant in the room here, though. Um, Ashley Cole, Ashley Cole's uh, contract gets declined. Um, now the rumor is that he was made an offer. It was for less money. Um, I think he was on seven hundred thousand this year. Uh, which is yeah. up significantly from the first two years uh, that he was here, where he was only making three hundred thousand um, dollars. Yeah, it doubled. It, it doubled, and so I think that if the Galaxy want to bring Ashley Cole back again, he's what thirty eight years old now, thirty seven, thirty eight. He he's going to turn thirty eight in a in couple a couple. Weeks. Okay, so he'll be thirty eight when the season starts. Um, you don't want to be ter- playing a thirty eight year old. Sorry. Most people will not want to pay a 38-year-old, even if it is Ashley Cole. Um, you know, that's a, that's a gamble. Uh, it's 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 that. You know, do you keep him for one more year? Kind of Robbie Keane gamble. Um, I think that was this year. I mean, I, I going into this season, I said, don't be surprised if. Cole doesn't have as sharp as a season as he had his first two seasons. Don't be surprised if he loses a step or two this season. And don't be surprised if he has that Robbie Keane type season this season. I think we gambled on it this season. I think you had to make that gamble. And for the most part, it paid off. Obviously, again, age did catch up to him. The guy was, you know, we gave him a grade. He was an A. The guy did everything he could, everything that was asked of him, playing out of position, running more than any 37-year-old man should be running. Probably the most, I mean, he probably ran the most in the entire team. Yeah. And I think the gamble paid off. I think it's unfortunate that he goes, you know, in, I'm assuming into retirement without having won at least one trophy with the LA Galaxy. I don't think he signed up for what he signed up for, uh, what ended up happening. And it's unfortunate that a player like him cannot go out with the Galaxy on top. And we, for we what can't it's all worth, get, we I, can't I, all get that Robbie Keane, David Beckham, Landon Donovan no, ending though. No, but I, I think he, I think he, he was one of the players that definitely deserved it, and I feel that. For me, it was. I know that you and Bobby had a different opinion on it, but watching him, especially in that first season, was such a joy. It was such a joy to to, to watch him play and a guy who started off on the wrong foot because of what he said a few seasons before he was signed with the Galaxy and having everyone hate him, won us over so quickly and became one of our best players in the past you know, two, three seasons. And he has to go out like that. It, it's kind of unfortunate. And, and, and I'm kind of sad to see him go in that manner. But uh, I am of the opinion that you cannot pay a 38-year-old defender who you saw, you know, go down uh, and take a step down 
uh, or not take a step down, but, you know, lose a step here and there. And um, for 700K plus, there's just no way that 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 doesn't make any sense. I don't think that at at this point, it's not a gamble that you should be taking. But um, yeah, it's certainly not surprising that his option wasn't picked up. I, I, I have to believe that they at least offered him something I'm sure uh, and i have to believe that ashley cole said thanks but well no we don't thanks. know yet we don't know yet we don't we don't it, it, it's completely assumption and speculation but i i gotta figure that it went down that I, way I, that I, I think the galaxy wanted him back but just not at the salary that he was um going to make well no no, no uh, but, in but, but hold on but because this this is this is the point in time where you can decline those options, but you don't have to pick up, you know, you don't have to pick up new ones. So the the only we- reason that you decline the options is because you don't want to pay the same money next year or whatever is built into the contract. You want to be able to renegotiate. So then that has to come yes. after, I think, I believe, um, I believe after the waiver draft or maybe during the waiver draft at some point, then you can, I think you can come back to terms, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure what it is this year exactly. Um, I know that you can pick up other players in the waiver draft uh, first round on the same money, and then the second round, um, we uh, in the second round it would have been um, it, it, you can renegotiate, I believe. So it, I'm not sure if that's the case with players that were on your own roster or who you like, quote unquote, own the rights to. But I would imagine that the negotiations start at this point. Um, and who knows? Maybe Ashley Cole's waiting to see what coach comes in. Because if it's somebody that he's going to respect and want to play for, maybe he does stay another year and play a, a bench role. Uh, maybe he plays it's possible, maybe he plays yeah. it, like, you know, maybe he does that Greg Berhalter role where he plays, he's a player coach and, and um, you know, he. He's there to, to, to bring up whoever the, the next guy is, or you have to assume is, is the, you know, somebody in the next group that we're going to talk about here. Um, but it, I think, I think we still have to wait and see. Um, other than that, you have Lasseter, who I think his time was up probably two years ago. Um, he should have moved on. Husidic, um didn't get much playing time, and when he did, he wasn't. He, he, you could tell he wasn't really a good fit for the Galaxy anymore. Um, Carrasco serviceable at the beginning of the year, but then kind of lost lost his his way. You know, I don't know if it was just he couldn't find that chemistry between Jonathan Dos Santos and Legette, but it just he wasn't really working out for us. Um, Sylvester unfortunately never saw the field, um, and Shannon Williams we just took on a on a on a waiver and, and, you know, he's moving on. I'm sure, uh, hopefully not to, I think, um, well, I mean, wasn't Silvestri like the second in he line? And then be, he basically he was, was supposed to be, yeah. he was supposed to be, and he was the backup for Bingham all year, but he never saw the field. Yeah. And Vomsti was a regular at G2. So Silvestri, I don't think that was going to be, that was beneficial for anybody. And from, what I hear, uh, Lopez, the backup to Vom Sieg at G2, is more than capable and, and will probably get signed to a first-team contract next year. 
unless they bring in a goalie like somewhere, unless they bring up uh, bring in another goalie from somewhere. In which case, you know, Bingham and, and whoever that other goalie is fight it out for for the number one spot. I don't think that. Would I, happen. I don't think so either. If I, I had to take happening. a guess, um, yeah, you don't want to create a goalie controversy. We know how that played <laughs> out last season. There's uh, well, just no you know, way that depends they would. On the coach. It depends. Do that, that was a god. That was a dumb move. You know, Kurt, it, it was. Uh, sorry, Kurt and Alfo. We go back to and and hindsight being 2020 we look at him and say man he really wasn't the problem but then you remind me of this goalie controversy that happened it's like oh but that was kind of dumb like that was that was a little that was that was pretty stupid yeah um that's right (laughs) like i said i mean it it wasn't that he was um it, it wasn't that he had no blame he probably just had the least amount of blame so maybe like his yeah his mistakes and his stupidity you know his stupidity Definitely was overshadowed by other people's stupidity. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Finally, th- there's out of contract players, and there's three of them here. Um. So you got okay. So so there's there's three. You got Chris Pontius. You got Emma Boateng, and you have Dave Romney. Now. David, let's go ahead and ask you. I'm gonna go ahead and ask you first. Uh, these are all out of contract. I, I don't think they're free agents, so I, I think at the very least the Galaxy get first crack yeah. at them to see if they, uh, huh? you know, they're gonna make them an offer. They negotiate with Pontius them first. Might be a free agent. If is Pontius he, a free agent? Maybe I'm not sure. I have to go back and see sort of where he is because I believe he, I believe he fulfills the years in service. And the age. Oh, and the that's age, right. Because he is. Because uh... um, he's been around for a while, so I maybe maybe yeah, Pontius yeah. might be a free agent. Okay, so out of the three, well, who do you keep? Well, I mean, ideally, you'd want to keep Romney. Romney, I believe, you come in and he gets a raise for sure. Uh, he solidified the back line in those last few weeks, and I think that. He's a very he's proven himself to be a really good utility guy and a, and a decent MLS defender. Um, I think uh, if Ashley Cole's not coming back, then he fills in that spot. Um, I would actually I would personally like to see him at center back because I think that's where he's going to be best suited for us. I don't think that um, Romney's going to be bombing up up and down the sideline the way that Ashley Cole or or any other left back that we would like to see in, a, in an attacking style do. Um, but you for sure keep Romney. Um, Pontius, I'd like to see him back. Um, if you can bring Pontius back on the same money, I think that's the ideal thing to do there because he was a good super sub for us. He was, he was really good for us. And then, um, and then he got Boateng. Um, again, another guy where the galaxy have invested time and invested, um, resources to this guy. And he just never got over that like hump of being a spark off the bench. You know what I mean? Um, it's. It, it, I, I think that. I think that he's going to. Um, he's going to get re-signed, but if anything, he'll uh, he'll be a bench player. I. Okay, for, for sure, I would like to see Dave Romney back. And and if I had to take a guess, 
the answer is yes, he'd be back. And I would imagine that he would get a raise. I, I'm not really sure how big the raise would be. I'm not sure. Okay, I think he was making like 70, 75 around that area. Um, you know, do you double it? Because uh, Terrence is making around that, more or less, like 125 or 130. So, you know, uh, you I personally would value Romney um, over um, over Steris as far as, you know, what he brought to the team. So if that's the case, you know, uh, does he want to get paid more than, uh, than Steris? Does he want to get paid more than Felcher? Um, you know, uh, depending on how they rene- renegotiate that contract. We talked about that already. Um, Chris Pontius, I think his salary goes down. I think they probably offer him another contract, but it's actually s- not significantly smaller, but I think it's it's smaller than what he was making in 2018. And Emma Boateng, this is the one where I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what to do with him. I- obviously, he's, he's a... Uh, He's a piece of the puzzle, and he is – the way I look at it is if, if he was injured or he wasn't available to the Galaxy this past season, how much more in trouble we would have been when we had all those injuries because he played that fill-in role very, very well. So – if that's the case, that's one way you want to look at it. I think he is a spark off the bench. But, and, and I know we also, he wasn't a, um, he wasn't a game changer. But, I, I fe- and he wasn't making a lot of money. So that probably also plays a role in it. We're like, hey, you know, we can probably keep this guy for, for cheap rather than go out and find someone better for yeah. more money. That's probably in there as well. So, um, there's that. Um, is this uh, is this Bobby there's, coming uh, hold in? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me tune my my radio here. I mean, there's been many times that he's completely filled that role of like that attacking. Okay, look it. I I may I may be wrong with most people that feels this way, but like he came he he was a person that like filled in that attacking nine sometimes. And he was that that the person that attacked that that the field of that attacking ten. Um, look, I'm incredibly surprised by Boateng. I think he's a great player, and I think we he's he's incredibly uh, substantial for our team. I'm always shocked by the amount of how he can just command that ball sometimes on the crosses. I mean, like the shortest guy gets the same ball that. Every other tall player can't. Um, <laughs> that's kind of shocking and that's kind of surprising. And at the same time, that's something that we, sh- as Galaxy players, should feel proud of. Um, and I feel like that's something we could build upon. But the, the issue is that, can we? Um, I feel like we can, but it just depends on Boa. And it depends on the well, team. Uh, I think Boa can be a better player than what he is now, and which is a substantial comment from me because I think he has grown substantially from what he has become prior, but I think he still can become a better player from what he is now. I think this is the most substantial um, 
comment that you've had about Bobby so far uh, tonight at least um i'll I'll say this bobby in in uh, almost as a rebuttal to what you were saying um yes i'm i'm shocked that boateng can get on the end of crosses where other much taller players can't but i'm also shocked about his ability to put in a decent cross and his ability to shoot he can't he can't do either one of those. He's things. not. He's he's not good. He's not good. But, good at uh, uh, creating the cross, but he's but, really good at so, being so, there for so, the cross. Right, right. So if we lose a guy like Boateng, I'm okay with. I'm. I would feel much better about it if we could get a guy with similar traits that could but put in ooh, a cross bro. and could actually shoot the ball on frame because that's. Very important when but you're who, in the Dave? attacking third. But who, Dave? Like, well, I don't know. Who, who, I, what kind I, of I don't know. But you know, let's yeah, let's call exactly. it a Chris Williamson. That's how I feel too. I don't know. Nobody <laughs> knows because we don't have a freaking GM right now. We don't scouting. have a scouting, we don't have a scouting department or a GM. I mean, look, we've we've had very good defenders creating goals, like let's say Steris and like yeah, other and people, pieces, but like, but that's not but, the regular attack. Set piece. and that sure, but I mean, look at. Since World Cup ninety, what was the last World Cup ninety ninety eight? Was it was it ninety eight? I don't know. I don't even know now. It's, it's two thousand eighteen. So but everything is <laughs> everything is set pieces. Everything is set pieces, and that's what like teams are starting to learn. They're starting to learn how to create goals off stop. Yeah, it's it's counterattacks and set pieces seem to be the the, the 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 trend. That is that is that is the that is <sighs> the clue. When we were really good sprint. at those things, Lewis. At set pieces, we had yeah. Omar Gonzalez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I mean, good. that was that's 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 recreational. Yeah. Very low standard. Um, so let let. I actually, <laughs> I I also remember. I, I wouldn't expect for you guys to get a good set piece on DC United or Atlanta or anything. So don't like act like you're as top as them. But but look at like that's the thing. Like there, there there's been there's a substantial substantial growth. On set pieces, and it, and you've well, seen it work for, for me. Boateng has to grow substantially in order to be effective on those well, set pieces. <laughs> Galaxy, Galaxy in general needs to grow on yeah. that. Well, you know, uh, because I mean, look at I mean, look at. There's been many times that you've seen in the past games that Zlatan would take the corner kicks because he knows that Alessandrini, Alessandrini can't take a shot that's over the first right, cross. Right. Like, yeah, he can't get past like, that first man. Frustrated. Yeah, yeah. So. He gets frustrated. And that's why Zlatan gets on that corner, and we're like, "Why is Zlatan on the, in that corner?" It's like because he's, we can't get the yeah, fucking he's ball. He's literally across. the biggest target on the field, and yet, yeah, he's taking the corner kicks or he's taking the the, the indirect free yep. kicks. It, it didn't make sense. Um, but yep. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I look at like I mean, I know I'm coming into this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but have you guys thought <laughs> the lineup? No, we're, we're, or like we're gonna so we're all? we're gonna go into what we're gonna do is is our next sorry. our next sort of listeners. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping in yeah, a little. Our late. next our next sort of touch points that we have is uh, December 9th. We have a four hour trade window that's gonna happen, and so that one is gonna be. That's gonna be a, a nervous four hours because um we're oh we're hell, we're, yeah. we're gonna hope that we don't see a tweet from you know the Montreal Impact saying that they have signed uh, Roman Alessandrini. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a scary one. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so that so that's pretty much the uh, 
the one that everyone is really, <laughs> really. I mean, that's the one that's circled. I mean, there's two players that are circled. We, we obviously know the. Can I ask you guys? Is there anybody willing to get Geo? No. Not an MLS. No. no. Not at all. Not an huh? MLS. Not an MLS. We can't. No. I, I, really, I, I explained this to a coworker of mine who called me uh, earlier today, hysterically demanding to know what the hell is going on with the galaxy. Hysterically. A little bit. Oh wow. Um. Okay. I had to talk him down off the ledge a little bit. Um, he he wanted to know. He's like, can There's we can we can we trade Geo? And I said, no, we can't. Juan Pablo Angel Geo. Like, there's no team out there willing to take this guy. We, we can't give him to Cincinnati. And but even if we do that for Geo, if we you know let's say let's say Cincinnati, we like, hey Cincinnati. Take them on max salary. We'll pay the rest. That's still money coming off of our budget. Mm-hmm. We can't sign another DP. Mm-hmm. Didn't Cincinnati come out and say that they are officially not they, signing a DP? They the said they're year? not signing a DP. They're not saying that they're not taking a DP from the Galaxy. Well, they, I mean, if 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 your official position is that yeah, you're not I've, signing a yeah. DP, you're not. Yeah, taking I know. I know. As your uh, first I, DP. I believe. I believe Fernando. Well, I, I believe mean, Fernando Adi yeah. is their DP. And they're not going to sign another one at least until the um, summer window, if at all. So they're going to pretty they're much gonna Minnesota. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to Minnesota. That's so sad, dude. They're bringing up. I, so I think they're bringing up like nine so USL players. Um, from from yeah, the Galaxy did. Yeah, the yeah the Galaxy did that last year. Right. Well, you know, we'll, let's see what happens. Yeah, no, well, it's not the same. It's not the same. They, but... To be fair, Cincinnati oh. was really good in USL. The Galaxy have not been. We're yeah, not. They, they right. weren't yeah. in the past. We're so, not good in USL or so, MLS. So, so, the next, so then the next um, date to, to circle, and this is the one that we'll, we'll get into with the lineup, uh, is the expansion draft on December 11th. So um, you get 11 players that you can protect, and the rules are, that you must protect mm-hmm. your DPs, um, most likely because they have mm-hmm. no trade con uh, uh, clauses. So it's not like we can leave Geo unprotected because I know every, that's what everybody's going to want to do. We have to protect them. Um, and the homegrowns are not eligible or they're automatically protected. So they don't count against your 11 players. So um, let's let's do this exercise in a way where we, we assume that we're going to re-sign Pontius, Romney, and Boateng. Okay, um, so um, let's keep okay. those guys in mind. That's uh, one defender, one attacker. Uh, Aren't those the, uh, the 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 three that's kind of like up in the air? Yeah, they're they're currently out of contract. Um, but let's let's just for the purposes of this, let's assume that we're going to re-sign these guys. Um, so mm-hmm. your goalkeepers, David Bingham and Justin Von Stieg. Uh, Lewis, do you protect one or both? Okay, so but, but, uh, before I answer that question, mm. do we have to sign Pontius Boateng, Romney before that's, the expansion that's draft? Unclear. Or can we that's wait unclear, till... but well, they're loose, they're, right? Right now they're, they're loose. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're loose the only one, the only yeah. one that we aren't a hundred percent on, Bobby, is whether or not Pontius is a free agent. If Pontius is a free agent, then I'm he not, can go wherever he Pontius wants. Did a look. I think he, I think he uh, might be. That's frustrating because Pontius did a good good amount of work. No, no, no. I but think but there, in MLS, there's like an age, uh, an age criteria. No, I feel, a, I feel. I feel. I'm just saying. In service criteria I, you have to meet. Yeah, no, no, no. I I agree with you, but I'm just I'm debating depending on what the players did for our team in the past year. 
Okay, well, that, I, I don't know. But I get what you're saying. Okay, so let's, for the purposes of the exercise, let's assume that we're going to sign them. Uh, or that they're signed. But that's my, okay. Let's, let's okay, just okay, assume just, that they're signed. Okay. Okay, so these three extra players. Okay. Um, so goalkeepers, okay. David Bingham and Justin Vomsteeg. Lewis, do you protect one, one of them Justin or both Vom- of them? Uh, well, you're obviously protecting Bingham. I think yeah. that's that's uh, uh, a given. That's your starting goalkeeper. He's under contract. There's no way that you're going to let him to let him go because you don't have a backup, and I don't think they're willing to go out and find uh, another uh, goalkeeper. Again, this is not a, only under that, the assumption Lewis, it's that he's did, he, he did a good job last year. Let's right. just not throw that let's not throw that under the bus. He did a fantastic job last year. I mean, yeah. we could have we could have been down. So much more in so many games if it wasn't Bingham. Oh, I, I was going to say, like, wait a minute. Didn't we do this exercise? But and, uh, Bobby wasn't there for that episode either. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, well, we gave him a grade. We gave him a pretty good grade, uh, too. We made all these points. But... Oh, I gave um, him a B plus. It's a, it's a, it's a quick, it's a quick yeah. reception. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking so, 30 so... minutes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so I think Bingham is definitely 100% protected. I think Vom Stieg, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think they probably will protect them. I mean, if you picked up the option, right, why wouldn't okay. you? Uh, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that's one way of looking at it. But if so, I had to choose one or the other, I would say that uh, that it would just be Bingham and Vom Stieg would be unprotected. But I, I got to feel that they're okay, both Bobby, protected. Do you protect both of them? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the same I'm in the same uh, world as, as Lewis, but I don't I don't really understand. I really don't know what Baumstein brings to us. That's the right, thing. Right, because like, he, 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 he didn't see the field once. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. He, was, uh, he was a so G2 keeper, though. Could... Yeah. Well, how was he with yeah. G2? They, they I'm weren't not great. sure. I wasn't, I wasn't following. So, so okay, okay. So, so, so here's so, the thing. So, so if, basically, if need... like, I'm just trying to say is that he's not really relevant, and he's not something – he's not a player that we're, like, dead on to keep. And at the same time, I don't really feel that way. So if we ever can find something that below Bingham, so we can bring in someone that we feel that is a better goalkeeper, definitely jump on it. Because I just don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't so, really know so, this, this this goalie, and and he hasn't done as he hasn't done as much work to 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 impress me. So I'm not really okay. sure. So so here's the thing. I mean, the, the other thing is is that if if you're saying that Lopez will be signed to the first team next season and if he can hold his own he can easily re- replace Vom Stieg in that lineup so if you were to if lose if he can Vom replace Stieg, his own yes so if you lose Vom Stieg you still have Lopez right in there and then you would have to either sign another uh, another goalkeeper to be you know either your second or your number 3 if that's the I case I would think but, that would be a good that I think it would be a good decision but it depends on our financial yeah. situation and, and of, I'm pretty sure you guys talked about that prior for me jumping onto the show. Yeah, I mean we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have budget issues and we're, we're that salary cap is gonna be. Uh, and uh, and I think that's why you season. keep. You also have to I think remember that's why you keep Vamsig because he's probably not that expensive. Yeah, and and, he, and that's probably why we. Yeah, and we're wasting a ton of up, cash right now. But um, well, I mean, if you're a backup goalkeeper. There's not, I mean, and if the and if the starter is not getting injured or he's not suspended, there's no reason for the backup goalkeeper to be in there. Yeah. So it's not really a fault. Yeah, but at the same time, you always need a good backup goalkeeper because you never know right. what's going to happen. 
Right. Um, but but I, I I also got to figure that's why they actually kept uh, that he, they they opted for, uh, to to keep him because he makes a little bit of money and you know he's going to be sure. a backup so that's probably yeah. why no why no no it's, it's 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 a it's a totally accounting and, and issue he, it's a complete accounting he, issue he got a lot of minutes at G two so there's some experience under his belt there uh, whereas whereas right. Sylvester didn't get any didn't see the field at all and that's why he was option he was, was declined. He, was, can, can, can you can you guys uh, correct me? Was he uh, the main goalkeeper for G two? Uh, yes. yes. And how did he do during as a? I mean, direct G two was bad all around. So I don't know whether or not he was a good goalkeeper. Yeah, but there's a difference when it comes to uh, not really the last back you... line and the goalkeeper. I mean, there's a difference with between attacking. Compared to defending, there is a very I, big difference. Don't tell me that it's not because we've seen that with the galaxy in I, okay, general. But I, okay, but I don't, year. I don't follow G two so, close I, I, enough. I think, that, and I don't, but I also yeah, exactly. don't recall. I, I also say. don't recall seeing anybody talk about like howlers okay. that Vomstie had. So okay, that's, that's yeah. all I want to know. That's all I want to know because I know, I know we're 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 dedicated on the galaxy and we we kind of keep an eye on G two, but we don't really like stay yeah. on top of it. I just want to know. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, I'm ke- I'm I'm uh, protecting both keepers. I, I also you have to, we have to remind people that just because you leave them unprotected, it doesn't mean that they are automatically They're lost. Gone. They yeah. would have to be picked up by somebody, and as soon as in in the draft, if a player is picked from a certain team, you cannot pick a second player from that right. team. So, so if so, if if any galaxy player is picked in the expansion draft, that's it. You only lose one player to the expansion draft. So, got to keep that in mind as well. Got so, you. okay. So, and, uh, let's and go ahead player, and move on. And teams that didn't get players picked up from from them by LAFC are also um, not eligible for the expansion draft. So, there's players that like Kansas City. Um, that are not going to be subjected to the expansion draft because LAFC picked up players from that team. Uh, they didn't pick up any Galaxy players, which is why we have to do this exercise. So, moving on. Defenders. Uh, Jorgen Shelvik, Thomas Hillier Arce, mm. Hugo Ariano, mm. who's oh, who's a homegrown, mm. uh, and Daniel Steris. Mm. So, mm. Ariano, Ariano okay. is, uh, I believe, he's I just don't feel protected automatically. Um, because he's a homegrown, yeah. um, so really you have to worry about Shelvik, Hilliard Arce, and Daniel Stairs. Do you protect any of those guys? So here's the thing. I mean, uh, if I'm, I don't know. The thing about Shelvik is you, ob- you know, for us, it's like, yeah, you want to leave him unprotected. But let's be honest, nobody in their right mind is going to pick up this player for a million dollars. And it's that's not going to happen. And that's, and that's so, the issue. We we have to. We have to take him in because no one's going to buy him out. Well, that, 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 that's kind of like part of the strategy. It's like, well, look, if I can only protect 11 players, but I know for a fact that this guy isn't going to be picked up, then I'm not protecting him. Right. I don't because, know, man. If, I mean, if, that, if, that's if part of the strategy. My, if it was my option, the players who were out of contract would have been Sylvester and like, you know, and like those kind of players. But uh, it's, 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 it's confusing to me. What about you guys? I mean. I just I, I, I'm not protecting Shelvik. Shelvik, that's what I mean. I'm saying come on, I'm saying protecting. Shelvick. I'm protecting Steris. I think absolutely because he done a good amount of work for us. I well, towards the end of that the season when he was paired up with Romney, which uh, again, if if we're picking up Romney, I'm protecting He's Romney also as well. Goals for us, bro. 
He's also contributed goals for us as uh, on set pieces. Uh, yeah, but if I'm which is not usual for which is fine. But if I but but the but the same argument that I'm using as Felcher, if I'm signing you as a defender, I want you to defend first. I want you to attack second. Sure. Um, I'm protect. Okay, so I'm protecting Steris. I'm protecting Romney. Um, Ariano is a homegrown. He's already covered. I think Hilliard Arce is, you know what? It, it doesn't look like he's going to get any playing time. Hilliard but Arce is but, really good on FIFA 19. I mean, that's the, all I got to say. <laughs> You've already done more scouting than the Galaxy staff has. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, well, Cole, uh, it's unfortunate Cole's going, but we expected that. Felcher, I'm not happy that he's out of contract right now because I think Felcher did a, 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 a in a substantial he, amount of work for us. He's not out of contract. We just declined it. We just declined oh, the option. Okay, I'm sorry. And um, so that's that was another thing that I just feel like he was a he was a good player. Husidic, yeah, but, eh, but, give but, or take. but these aren't the guys we're talking about right now, Bobby. We're talking about Shelvick, Thomas Hilly and Arce, and 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 Steris. Um, neither other than Steris. That's it. Just Steris. That's all. I'm good with. Arce going. I'm here. I'm good with Ariana going. Stairs. I you want him. Stairs. Okay. To be um, I think. Um, I think that you keep Hilly and Arce. Uh, you protect him because he has some potential, although he didn't see much playing time. Um, I think that it's going to be important for for the Galaxy to keep guys like that and to try and bring them up. Uh, to build depth in the back. Hugo Ariano, I would also like to see get playing time. He's a homegrown, so he obviously gets um, protected. But even if he wasn't, I would still protect him. And then Daniel Stairs, I think that he proved that he was a good... Um, uh, when he was paired up with Romney, he was a good option for us. Um, I still think that we get, need a better center back uh, than him. But he's a... Uh, 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 what do you call it? He, he's a good uh, bench option. Um, Shelvik, obviously, I don't want to leave him, uh, I don't want to leave him unprotected, uh, but I think you guys are right, like, even if you do leave him unprotected, that's, um, you know, he makes too much money to, for anybody, it it would be stupid for somebody else to, 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 to do it. What you're hoping, what you're really hoping for is that P. Bionis lands another job and he says, Shelvik and Geo. <laughs> that, that's what you're. That's what you're hoping for. That Vianis lands another job, you know. Cincinnati. Uh, I would have to guess that Orlando. <laughs> Orlando was stupid <laughs> enough to do it, and then there's and then he brings in. You know, we should pick up Shelvick and Geo. No, <laughs> that's your best. That, that, that's that that's your be best really case funny. right there. Um, that would be hilarious. Right, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elliot. But <laughs> goddamn that organization. That organization. Let, wow. let, let's move on to the midfielders. Um, so midfielders that uh, we protect or not protect. We have Roman Alessandrini, Jonathan Dos Santos. Both of them you have to protect because they're DPs. Uh, Perry Kitchen, Gio Pedro, Sebastian Legette, and Bradford Jameson the fourth is a homegrown. So I don't think you have to protect him. So it's going to be between Kitchen, <laughs> Gio Pedro, and Legette. Do you protect all three? I protect Legette. Yeah, that's it. I I, I gotta agree. <laughs> I protect 
I predict legit Jameson, and I think that Kitchen did a really good job last year. Joe Pedro. Jam- Wait, Jameson is yeah, a You don't girl. have to protect him. He's a homegirl. Yeah, okay. Okay, so legit and Kitchen. That's basically it for me. Because I think Kitchen did a really good job in the midfield last year um, with this, the very low nature that we needed. But he did a really good job. Legit, absolutely. Joe Pedro. Dude. This, what is this? The third year with him? Um, yeah, is it third year? Jeez. Go for it. That, see, see, head out. Yeah. See, see, that, that's a, that's another thing that that kind of like surprised me. That Joe Pedro didn't have an option. If he does, it won't be till after the next season. That that's incredible. That like Joe Pedro was guaranteed three years. But yeah, that that, that was that, that was that. That was. I just feel like Joe's always been. He's been a part of us for well, way I, too. Long. I agree no, with you there. He's this is his, this too, was his second season, long, and he wasn't even. Yeah, th- no, this will be his third season going into next. No. Year. Uh, yeah, 2019 will. And be again, he only three. lasted a year and a half because he got loaned out to that Greek team. Yeah, uh, this is a guy that I mean, again, no one's gonna pick up. Um, but you definitely need him unprotected. Uh, you know, uh, it would clear you up. Might you? To be honest with you, Cincinnati might use a guy like Joe Pedro. I see. I can if at his all at the, his at his salary the, he's making like two hundred. No, he's at one twenty. Remember, out of all no. the players on the team, no. I honestly think that Joao Pedro yeah, might have the biggest upside. Um and and let's let's run out by selling uh in in terms of in terms of like another team a new team starting up wanting to pick up a player to be a serviceable MLS guy I can see I that. can see yes I can, I can see, see that. like assuming none of these guys get protected I can see Steris and I could see Joao um both being like the the ones that you go like mm, I think we could get them on on a cheap contract and they could be serviceable MLS guys um and then let's round out the uh, the obviously uh, the no brainer, uh, the forwards Zlatan Ola, those are the two that you potentially have to protect. I think it's going to be unanimous from all three of us that you definitely protect both sure, of those yeah. guys. Eh, you have one goal scorer. You don't need another one. <laughs> yeah, who needs that? That who you needs think, that right? Zlatan Zibrahimovic guy, right? Yeah, Zlatan. Yeah, I mean, and, Zlatan and both, Zibrahimovic. Uh, Zoltan Hirohimovic, and there's look, and they're both internationals. So if you can lose one of the one of those and free up an international slot, that's another positive. Also, a good reason to leave Joao Pedro unprotected because he's takes up an international spot. Yeah, well, if he's on loan, actually, that's one of the reasons why we're able to free that one up. He was on loan, so that frees up a spot. By the way, for the people who like don't. Don't know. I actually was being sarcastic. You protect both of those. I know some people were like, "Lose this fucking." Idiot. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, I mean, you're right. On. I am. Let's be no, fair. we hear we hear but... your sarcasm. We hear your sarcasm, <laughs> well, even though you're not good fair. about it. <laughs> so, on to be honest with you, if you count the deep, if you you're counting the DPS, uh, you know that's three guys. Even even with the three guys that you're gonna sign, you're gonna resign. Um, there's not much. I think you can fill out all eleven players. Like you can protect everyone. It's certainly safe for maybe one or two guys, even with the guys that are out of contract um, being protected. You 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 can pretty much protect everyone worth keeping, and even some that aren't really worth keeping, like Kitchen. Um, 
here's the problem. Here's here's a major problem with this is that if you are protecting everybody, you kind of don't have much to worry about. If that's the case, if, if you're saying like you know uh, I'm missing two players, I'm putting mm. Shelvick and Shell Pedro as those two players, knowing that. Chances are no one's picking up Shelvick and Jal Pedro. You're probably hoping he uh, he you know jettisoned somewhere else. But here's where the problem comes into play. Once again, these are decisions that are supposed to be made by the GM. Here's a guy. It, it, this is a situation where I have a philosophy, or I am mean, going to come up with this philosophy. It is my job to hire the people that are going to execute said philosophy. And I need to sit down with the coach, by the way, you still don't have a coach, and say which players fit in that system. Because what if you wanted a, for example, um, a Bahio Husidic? Like, hey, you know what? He may w- wasn't effective with uh, the last coach, but I can find use for him. Uh, and like, and what David, what you said, you know what? Maybe Cole wants to play for that for that particular coach and he, you know, he decides to come back. I mean, there's so many variables there that you, again, you're kind of like handicapping the GM coming in because you've already made decisions. So it's again, it's, it, it's still a bit of a clusterfuck. The fact that you have not hired something, uh, someone that presumably should have been hired right away that you should have, I mean, from what we know now, we know that they had someone in mind, but they had no backup plan. If that person said no, which presumably we know that Teclosa did say no, thank you, or at least not right now, you should have at least had someone in mind as a backup. And if you knew that you were hiring that GM, why is the coach being searched for? Because it should have gone the other way around. Like, why are you saying Greg Berhalter's at the top of the list when well, because and because then say if it's that Berhalter, well, we're going to be hiring if it's Berhalter, you know he's going to fill both roles. It's not. It's. N- I guess. Well, well, that that's actually true. But the way like that, like he was, uh, Chris Klein was saying, like, look, the 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 GM is going to hire the coach, but Berhalter is our top Chris, you know, candidate. So yes, maybe that is that is Chris what Klein he had also in mind. said he believed in that 2017 team that they could make the playoffs. He also said that Kobe Jones's number also wasn't retired. So you only you, you can't trust Chris Klein more than you can throw him, right? Um right. This is true. So is true. um r- real quick, I don't know if you guys want to touch on this. Um I'm not touching anything. <laughs> and 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 you shouldn't because uh, the thing that that needs to be touched is the news of uh, coming out of Belgium that uh, our ex Galaxy player Yella Van Dam, uh, his wife has his ex wife has filed uh, for a restraining order. He no 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 he has to get uh, I, I think he's being arrested for stalking his ex wife. Um, that's bad news. And then on on the other hand there's another ex galaxy player uh, for one for which we we uh just mentioned the number of is uh airing out his dirty laundry on uh, on instagram and it's uh highly entertaining but uh but also kind of sad Do, uh, are... yeah i uh yeah i mean i i wasn't really into the the Jermaine jones drama like i, I felt that 
putting all that on social media for everyone to hear. It's very childlike and petty. I, and I mean, that's vintage me, Jermaine Jones, though. Uh-huh. Uh, which is why I didn't really pay much attention because that's right, exactly right. what he wanted the attention. So I, I'm not really into that type of drama anyway. Um, as far as Van Damme, it's um, <laughs> here's a guy who we all loved that first season and that second season where you know he just completely took a nosedive and was homesick. It looks like he just missed stalking his ex-wife. <laughs> right. It wasn't so much that he missed his family. It's just that he needed to go to Belgium so he could stalk his ex-wife. Mm. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Just let's let's not talk bad about. Let's just move on. Come on. I mean, there's things that uh, there's things that you're you're. They're spreading bad rumors, and then there's you know just saying what was happening. Um, yeah. Van Dam has to go. Um, Turn himself in. He has to turn himself police. in. Yes. Um, yeah. That's that sucks. Uh, we hope that all that stuff gets worked out, and we hope that Yella obviously seeks out some help um, to try and 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 move past this because um, this this can't be good for anybody, especially not his kids. Um, and, yeah. No. No. But also, Yella's not a part of our team anymore, so we shouldn't worry about it. Let's move on with the, our our team players and uh, get on get on board with that. Stay, yeah. stay on board so with Gio that. Gio never gets caught for, you know. He's gone. He's not a part of our team anymore. It's done. All right. And and I think with that, um, that probably wraps it up for us, guys. We we went over a lot of stuff. Bobby, you missed the Copa Libertadores talk. Um, yeah, that's okay. Sorry. Uh, you know, we'll. I'm sure Lewis <laughs> covered it all. Uh, we, we, we got into it. Actually, yeah. David would. It, it was actually David who yeah. wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. Oh shit! Really? You'll have to listen Dang. back on the podcast. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, uh, if we didn't say uh, last week, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, also happy birthday to Bobby, which we missed. Oh, we didn't. Which which right. we realize we don't worry about that. That doesn't matter. Thank happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Is be is is a good Thanksgiving for uh, everyone. We're, we're looking forward to the MLS um, Cup. Bobby, yeah. uh, Louis, and I both. Uh, sort of gave our picks for uh, the next round. Uh, Atlanta over New York. Who do you got? Atlanta. Atlanta. New York. What the I hell mean, is New York going to do? The amount of work they got to do to come back is just yeah. it's, it's beyond. And I don't really assume that they're going to do that against yeah. uh, Kansas City in Portland? I mean, if it was a different team, different. Um, Portland, I think Portland is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to advance. I, like I said before, I thought San Jose was going to just Kansas die City. out. So like Portland's going to Kansas City. I'm sorry, Kansas City's going to die out. So I think Portland's going to is advance. So although it's even, yeah. it's even Steven. Zero, and zero, and so, they're going back so. to Kansas City. I think the match, the better matchup is Kansas City against whoever comes out in the East, probably Atlanta. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the even Steven, that's the even Steven, uh, game. So anything yeah. can happen on that one. I just, it's obvious that Atlanta's going to move on. I think, I, I mean, unless it, New York does some it incredible would truly work, be epic I just don't to, see it. to see, I just don't to see, see it. Just uh, don't Atlanta see it. collapse. Um, if, if that were to happen, it would be, it, that would be amazing. It would probably yeah, take yeah, the yeah. place no, of the greatest situation. comeback in MLS uh, history which has never been done before but yes yes you're correct it 
Yeah. It has been done before. Uh, San Jose literally did to us yeah. when they were down 4-0. Yeah, I was that thinking. Oh. Which I've said many times. <laughs> and Why once bring again, that up? Why bring yeah. that up, David? Once again, David ends on a depressing note. And this although, is the way... Lewis, although he told me that the, the, the show that I wasn't in, he he, he ended it on a I did. positive note. I did. Yeah, he, and like he, the moment I'm back for like a few minutes, he has to bring it down again. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna bring I wasn't gonna bring up the San Jose game, but Bobby's like it's never been done. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You have to correct me. You have to correct me. But still. And on that note, I think we will end the show there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, 140 episodes in, Woo-hoo. still going eh, somewhat strong. This night, is David everybody. and Bobby Bye. signing off. Later. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.